my confidence just it's like it flipped and my conversations with my clients turned around i was getting deals more deals bigger deals i was getting a lot more respect for my peers because i was just standing in my own power hello everybody and welcome to the mentors podcast i'm your host ava wetrick here on this show we talk to luminaries from around the world to discuss their journey towards success and what wisdom they have to offer the younger generation each episode we have on a new guest a new story, and a new path towards personal success. I hope you're ready, and I hope you enjoy. Today, we have on Tima Alaj. Tima is a coach, a mentor, a leader, a CEO, an international speaker, and a podcast host. She helps businessmen and businesswomen utilize their emotional intelligence with their social presence so that they can become thought leaders in their niche and ultimately create a long-lasting impact on people's lives. Tima's vision is to help others truly understand that their potential is limitless and to find their inner greatness. She has inspired hundreds with her stories and practices. Tima is also a LinkedIn influencer and has grown a major audience on the platform. This is actually where I first met her and learned about her and fell in love with her and her work. Tima has been my mentor for years now. She is genuine, raw, and purpose-driven and wants a better world for everyone. I am very excited to present her insights. Without further ado, Tima Alaj. Tima, thank you so much for being on. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm so excited to be here and I just adore you and, you know, I'll do anything for you. So I'm just so honored to be on the show and I feel a little bit cool because I get to hang out with some younger, younger people today. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm so excited for them to meet you, honestly. <laughs> I, you know, you have been a part of my life for, you know, two years. You have mentored me and guided me. So I know a little bit about your story, but, you know, some of my audience might not. The first question I always ask my guests is, what's your origin story? Um, who were you then and how did you get to where you are today? And you can go as far back as you'd like. Oh my gosh, it's such a long story. Um, I guess I'll just focus more around my my career, which is probably where people are more sort of interested in. And I was in the financial planning industry for about 16 years and uh and i chose that industry because i wanted to learn about money and make money uh because i come from a family where we didn't have a lot of money and my focus was i wanted to make as much money as possible so that i could help my family and uh when i was really really young like when i first started i was about 19 or 20 when i started that industry and it was such a, an eye-opening world. Like I was coming across, you know, at the time we'd get physical checks uh, of like a million dollars. And I had never seen that much money in my life before, just on paper. And it was just so inspiring to be surrounded by um, people that had created so much success, financial success anyway. And um, my career had progressed quite a lot in the financial planning industry. I ended up setting up my own financial planning practice and uh and i did that for a while and but about the last two to three years of working in that industry i felt so disconnected with what i was doing and to be honest i i didn't really love it for the most part of my career you've got to remember the time that i started working the world was totally different the opportunities that we have access to now are very very different so it was the thing to do go to high school, get a degree, you get a job. 
and that was you know the order of life and and that was the order of life that I get that I got caught up in and so being in that industry I really didn't know what else I could do I'm like well I'm qualified I did a double degree in, in university I did my qualifications in financial planning like what else can I do and for a long long time I just ignored it ignored it ignored it until it, I ignored it so much that it really affected my health. It affected, um, I unfortunately had some miscarriages in the process uh, where that really was, it, it just created moments of clarity where I'm like, okay, I need to, I need to at least um, acknowledge that I'm responsible for at least one of these miscarriages that the stress that I'm putting on my body and this disconnect that I have within myself is really telling me something here. And, and, uh, and from there, it, I was living in a bit of a dark place because I really didn't know what I was going to be doing um, with all of this information. And I felt like for the most part of my life, I was looking for something in my life to mend myself. I felt broken for a, a big portion of my life. And, um, and then I, I really thought of, well, what am I actually looking for here? And I was, you know, looking for my purpose as so many people tell you, you know, you've got to look for what you love and you've got to find your passion and you've got to find that one thing that you should be doing in your life. And, and that was something that I just was so conscious of. I'm like, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Uh, and then I really thought about what that actually meant. And I thought, I'm looking for something that I never lost. <laughs> so what am I actually looking for here? And that was when I realized um, that that meant that I was in complete control of creating something new for myself and really creating something that mattered to me on a soul level. And I needed to feel connected to it. So uh, for a number of years, I had these words that kept coming to me, which was education, impact, inspire, and uh, educate. I think I already said that. So educate, impact, inspire, and communicate. They were the four key words that kept coming to my mind for a, for a number of years, but I kept ignoring them, ignoring them. And I didn't know what they meant. I didn't know what, 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 why these words kept coming to me, but that was basically my starting point when I realized that I was looking for something that I had never lost. So I looked at what these words meant and, um, and that was basically the start of my reconstruction uh, of the person that I am today, which is still a work in progress, by the way. And I was really, really terrified of having to start again because um, at that time I was 37, 36 or 37 and that's not, not that that's old, but <laughs> it's not young. You know what I mean? Like I'm not 21 where I'm like, okay, I've got all the time in the world and I can figure this out. It was like, okay, if I'm not figuring this out by now, then this is a problem. And, and I really put a lot of pressure on myself and I'm like, okay, I need to like not do that. I need to focus on the fact that we live in the most incredible time in the history of this planet. And I can seriously become whoever I want to be you know, having access to social media, um, having the ability to express yourself and really create these opportunities for yourself is a gift in itself. And, uh, and that was really my starting point. So, I mean, I could go into it a lot more, but that's, uh, that's, yeah, that's really where it's, where it all started. There, there is so much there. 
there is so much there. You know, something that really struck a chord with me in your story <clears throat> was not just the transition of like, you know, money. Like, again, like I can really compare your story to, you know, someone that we both admire, Tom Bilyeu. Yes. <laughs> he also had that um, life's change where he was making a lot of money, like facilitating all of that, but it didn't make him happy. Similar to you, you were gaining all this, you know, gaining all this money, being a phenomenal financial planner, but it just, there was a hole in your heart. Um, <clears throat> and something that really hit home with me when you were speaking was that you can, you can create your own purpose. I think another word that's thrown around a lot is passion. Like, oh, you, I was passionate. Go, go look at it and see which passionate, passionate for you. Yes. Honestly, I wouldn't have said that I was passionate about podcasting. I just wanted to talk to cool people. Like that was my reasoning. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I got into it and I love what I do now. Like you can, if you want to love it, you can put the time and dedication in to love it. You know, even, you know, but how, I guess this would be a question. Um, how do you know, how do you start out um, building your, building your passion or building your purpose? And that, and that's the thing, you know, how you were saying, you know, the word passion, like, what does that even mean? What does passion even mean? <laughs> and we say these words without really looking at the definition and, uh, and, and, and that can create a massive disconnect. And I think, what I really focus on is curiosity. It's not even about, you know, I, I was a born, I was, I was meant to be, I was born to be this, or I was born to be that. That is almost like a death trap. If you are just curious about something, just the slightest bit of curiosity, that is so valuable because if you go and explore what that is, whatever it may be, whether it's podcasting, whether it's makeup or whether it's, um, uh, whatever industry it is, the only way you will know is if you engage with that thought and you will get clarity from that. So I think curiosity is more important than passion because if you become more and more curious about something, it will guide you to take that next step to find out more or to figure it out or to be more resourceful. And for me, that was my starting point. I was really, really curious around well, what did it mean to actually have a mission that was a lot bigger than, than my own existence. That was like the first time in my life where I thought, I'm actually going to be doing some work that matters to me, but I'm going to be making an impact on people's lives. And that bit of curiosity and that curiosity of what do these four words mean? You know, educate, impact, inspire, and communicate. Like, what do they actually mean? And that curiosity was my starting point. And that's where I would say, to really anybody, no matter what age they are, if you are just curious about something that is your starting point, don't ignore it. And if it's not something that you like or something that you don't enjoy, it's okay. It's clarity. It's giving you more answers to your questions that you have in your mind. And, and that's such a powerful way to start, I believe. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love, I love the fact that you encourage the embrace of curiosity, right? I think a lot of times nowadays, <clears throat> it's really easy to be, you know, a bit lazy. You can be curious about something and then never go after it. And especially if you put yourself in the death trap of, well, no, 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 my focus should be this, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're allowed to explore, you're allowed to go see other things. And <clears throat> especially when you were in this time of your life, you know, um, I genuinely have to give so much, um, you know, kudos and 
and credit to you because you were in a time of your life where it was going to be hard to make a switch. I can team, I can fall on my face to get today and get back up tomorrow because mm-hmm. I don't have a house. I don't have, I was, I'm not a mother right now. Like I could, I could fall in so many ways, but you have these responsibilities and you had um, a lot of weight on your shoulders and yet you created the change. How did you go about that? Oh my gosh. Okay. So my first massive change was when I first had my daughter Zara and she was, gosh, not even three months old. And I was home and I was like a full-time mum, and that was fine. But I just really missed interaction with humans and people. And I missed people showing interest in me as an individual because what happens, and I don't know your audience, I'm sure are really, um, you know, young and they're probably not married and don't have kids. And just, especially for the women out there, the young women out there, you know, this is a sad truth is that when you do get married or when you do have a child or, or children, it's like people erase your history before that, before, before that time. And they forget that you were actually a human being and that you're an individual. And so, and people don't do it to deliberately upset you. It's just that they think that that's what you want to talk about. So I'll say, how's your husband? How are your kids? You know, um, are they, are they walking? Are they talking? And then it's like there were no more conversations around the things that I really love talking about. Not that I don't love talking about my daughter, of course, like I'm obsessed with her. But me as a human being, it was like there were no conversations. And so I thought, okay, I need to surround myself with people. I need to do something. And um, my starting point was setting up networking groups for women in business uh, because I just wanted to be around business people again. Um, My speciality at the time was financial planning for business owners. So I did a lot of... Um, I had a lot of really interesting conversations with, with entrepreneurs and people doing amazing things. So it went from that to literally being home. And I, I was like, okay, I need to like stimulate my mind here. So I did that. And at the same time, I thought, you know what, let's just set up a fashion label. Like how crazy is that? Ava? I'm like, I'll just set up a fashion label. Don't ask me where that came from. <laughs> That'll be easy. Victoria Beckham did it. Like that was literally my mind. And, uh, and I, and because I love um, fashion and I love looking a certain way, my focus was, well, I could see a gap in the market and there were people like me that wanted to dress up at work, but just didn't want to look like a man, but wanted to look female and embrace the, the powerful feminine nature that we have. And so I created a fashion label. And that again was out of curiosity. Oh, I wonder, like, I wonder where I have to start. Where does, you know, what do I do? And it was kind of just a fun exercise. Um, but at the same time, just to be very clear, like I was at a point where financially I could do that. So I had always had enough savings. I had always had enough money to be able to invest in, in these sort of things. And I think that's really, really important uh, for anybody out there. Not that you have to have a whole heap of money, but just to be realistic and say, okay, you don't want to be desperate and starving doing something because that can cause the wrong decision making process. So for me, it was, I have an idea. I'm going to see where this takes me and I'm going to grow from there. And I literally took it one step at a time. And what was really interesting is that this was before I even discovered what a fixed mindset was and a growth mindset. I really, really had such a growth mindset at the time. Um, And that again, helped me because I I looked at myself as a student. I was teaching myself things like drawing, how to construct a dress, 
what fabrics, what different fabrics were, um, what you needed to construct a dress in the way that I wanted it. So it was such a, such a fun experience. Um, but at the same time, it was something that I didn't want to do forever. And it took me about three to four years to really discover that. And then I was really quite happy to let go of that. So I can't remember your question now, but I think I've answered it. Yeah, I think I've answered it. <laughs> well, you know, I was like, that's, that's how you broke out, right? Just out of that curiosity, you're like, hey, I'm in this place. Why not? Yeah. Why not? And the Why not? <laughs> yeah. And I think that's phenomenal. And it's, it's taking you so many places today. And while I do, like, I, I genuinely, I want to talk about LinkedIn. I want to talk about, you know, this content creation. I want to talk about how you've been impacting people. But you did say something about um, embracing femininity. Uh, you had a recent post on Instagram about embracing femininity. You know, usually I would blindly applaud you and be like, yes, that's amazing, phenomenal. But, you yeah. know, I've had a lot of experiences where, like a, on a very vulnerable level, very afraid of women. I, you know, even though I'm a girl, I had a lot of experiences where, um, these women would be really catty and be very mean to me and I would shy away or I would have these girls that basically acted like dudes. So they were really relaxed. And I was like, okay, well, you know, this is not the best of both worlds and it's very intimidating environment, but college has taught me a lot about embracing femininity and how women can be supportive and beautiful people and they can be there to uplift you and inspire you. Uh, and it's something I've never embraced or experienced before. I would love to hear your thoughts and comments on just uh, embracing your femininity. Well, yes. I mean, that's really like even you just saying that I, I actually got goosebumps just, just thinking about how powerful that is. And when you're so young and when I mean young, you know, 18, 16, even 20, we we have so many mixed messages around what a woman should be like and what makes a powerful woman and what makes an influential woman or what makes a sexy woman. We get all these different messages and I don't know what boys experience cause I'm not a male, but growing up when, when I, especially when I first started working in corporate and I started working in corporate at a very young age, because again, I've always been like crazy driven. I started working full time at the age of 19, even though I was studying university. I, I flipped my course. I did everything at night so I could work during the day. And I really found that, well, one for me, Ava, women were not very nice to me. And that's something I'd love to talk about um, as well. Uh, and the ones that were supportive were the men. And I found that so interesting because I just assumed that if you're a female, you just support each other. Like I never had this idea of not supporting another female or just any human for that matter. And, but what I did notice was it was such a boys club. You know, the corporate world is such a boys club and the ones that had power, the ones that had influence were men. And furthering into my career, I realized more and more that there were not very influential women around me, which was really, really sad. But the ones that did have, you know, um, uh, like some kind of important role or position in the banks that I was working at, they didn't want to be around me and they were not willing to help me. So in my mind, early on in my career, I thought I had to be like a man, like I had to dress like a man. I had to like hide my long hair and hide the fact that I like putting makeup on and feeling pretty. And so I, I literally, literally 
peeled those layers off and I'm like, I'm just going to be really plain and I want people to focus on that rather than anything else. And I don't want them to realize how feminine I am because I'm, I'm very feminine. Like I'm curvy. I mean, I've got a middle Eastern background. So like we're all quite naturally curvy. We all have long hair. (laughs) We love makeup. And I felt like I wasn't being taken seriously. So I thought I need to be like a man and I need to blend in. I need to be like everyone else. I couldn't really act like a man because I'm not very blokey like that. I don't talk like a man, but I'm like, at least if I can look like that, maybe I can, you know, somehow gain people's respect. And I just found that I was just getting so lost in this process that I lost so much confidence and I didn't really know how to navigate through the corporate world. And then I thought, okay, well, what makes me different? And again, this was a male dominated industry being finance. What makes me different is the fact that I'm a female and I need to embrace that. So I literally, it was like a choice. It was like an overnight thing. I'm like, I'm just going to turn up to work the way I want to. I'm going to dress up because I love it not because I want attention from men. I just genuinely feel really powerful. If I wear an outfit that makes me feel beautiful or makes me feel strong, I'm going to walk into a meeting and I'm going to own the room because I feel amazing. Not because I look amazing, but because I feel amazing. And so I realized these are all tools that can help me become this powerful, influential businesswoman that I want to become. And so if it meant putting my hair down and doing my hair, if it meant doing my makeup, if it meant wearing, you know, nail polish, red nail polish to work, if it meant wearing something a little bit more fitted or something that's not necessarily say corporate attire, I'm going to wear it. And it's not about sexualizing myself. It's not about um, wanting again to get the wrong attention. It was like, this is what I feel good in and I'm going to use it. And I'm going to use it to my advantage. And it was really, really amazing because my confidence just, it's like it flipped and my conversations with my clients turned around. I was getting deals, more deals, bigger deals. I was getting a lot more respect from my peers because I was just standing in my own power. Um, But I have to admit the women around me were still not supportive. And if anything, it got even worse because I was embracing who I was And I would get comments like, Timo, you're always so dressed up. Like, how long does it take you? Five hours, you know, to get dressed for work? You know, it's like you're going to a wedding or it's like, I'm thinking, wow, like, can you not just at least be supportive? And I'm not fishing for compliments, but if I saw a woman that took good care of herself, I would actually walk up to her and I would literally go out of my way and say, you know what? You look amazing. And I would not be threatened by it. I would not be intimidated by it because that's something that she truly cares about. And I want to acknowledge that. And I just think it's important that women support each other. It was just really, really um, heartbreaking to see that women were just not like that. And the only time, honestly, that I had real support from females was when I went on, went on to the LinkedIn platform. It was just so incredible. I just couldn't believe it. That was when I started to build real friendships with other females. Before that, all of my friends were male and, uh, and that's the honest truth. So yeah, so I hope that answers your question, Ava. (laughs) 
I really love Tima's story of embracing who she truly was. It really makes me proud to be a young businesswoman. But there are a little bit of details in her story that we'll talk about later on in the next episode. But if you'd like a peek ahead, there's a free resource article titled Femininity in the Workplace that you can find in the podcast bio below. Stay tuned for the next episode, which comes out tomorrow. We'll be discussing more about how Tima grew an incredible media following, her giving nature, and the obstacles to attain a balanced life.